You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline, 713-780-3776. Squad is here, accounted for at Carlson Radio, at Josh Jordan 97.5, at Jerry Bowe Knows with a Z. Let's jump right back into this AFC South to get it out of the way because that whole the Texans took the whole segment, and I'm sure you guys ain't yep. mad out there being Texans <laughs> fans, but let's go ahead and run through this because we're running out of time. We were looking at the schedule. The Hall of Fame game, August 1st. Yeah, it's coming up on Thursday, man. We'll have actual football to talk about. I don't even know how to act. I got to go get the tux out of the cleaners. <laughs> I got to wear a tux game one. But isn't it funny every time that football season comes around, you look at the TV and it, the, the, the colors are brighter? Right? You're like, man, I was about to buy a new TV. This thing is, it's still good, honey. It's still good. No doubt about it. It's that time of year you get that feeling, right? You're like, man, football is almost here. It's draft season. This is the best time of year. So let's hit this AFC South. Who do we want to start with here? Well, you said feelings, and I know that your feelings were mixed last year whenever you talked about one Leonard Fournette. So let's jump into Jacksonville. Man, let's do it. All right, this is a... This one's kind of interesting. I was talking to Jerry before the show. They got a new offensive coordinator. John DeFilippo is going to be coordinating the Jags offense. Remember, he got fired from Minnesota because he wouldn't run the ball enough. He was too pass happy. So that makes me kind of, I'm a little torn here. We expect the Jags to be run heavy, right? Just give the ball to Leonard Fournette over and over and over again. But the history of their offensive coordinator, that's not the case. This guy loves to throw the football. And remember, he was with Nick Foles on the coaching staff. Well, he was the quarterback coach, right, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Exactly. So they have worked together before. That's probably why they hired him. Foles is comfortable with him. I think they're going to throw the ball a little more than we're anticipating. What do you think? Yeah, that's what he's known for. That's basically what he got fired for, for not running it as much as they wanted him to and then you say, well, was it just because he had Cousins because he had two great receivers, a, t- a tight end? No, because he did that same thing when he was in Cleveland when you had McCown and those guys. Yeah. So it's not that he uses it because what he has at his disposal. It's more that that's his system of play. Now, if you look at last year, who was – how did it work for Minnesota? Sixth in pass attempts, but outside the top ten in actual yards – 4,036 yards. Now, a lot of people are going to argue. I guess this is a good question. Who's a better ball thrower, Foles or Kirk Cousins? And now we're not talking about just the overall quarterback and winning game, just a ball thrower. Man, that's tough. I think Foles has the bigger arm. I think Cousins probably has the better resume. I mean, ever since he's taken over, that guy, he throws a lot, man. So I'd probably take Cousins, but it's close. I'm with you on that. Now, the season-long props on Foles yards, 3,825 yards. That would be only 239 yards a game. When you think of the the DiFilippo and Foles, uh, let's say honeymoon, let's call it the the now they're reunited, right? Yep. But on that first time, it was magical though. It was 323 yards a game, but he had a quarterback rating of 115, right? Is that what happens? Because we saw him the next year, and he he still had him there at his disposal for. And then you saw the drop off where he went to 4.9 yards per game and two or per attempt 233 per game. So that 323 that was. That was far-fetched. It's an outlier. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no doubt. 
here's the other thing for me is I don't love the receivers in Jacksonville. D.D. Westbrook, eh. Marquise Lee, I think we're not even sure if he's going to be ready for week one. I mean, can we even name a tight end on the Jacksonville Jaguars? You know what I mean? Like Mercedes Lewis, I think he's long gone. So I don't love the weapons, but what I do love, I think Leonard Fournette, even though he killed me last year, I think he's good value this year. We talked about don't mark a guy off your list just because – you know, he burned you one time. If you get good value on him, you're not having to spend a first-round pick on Leonard Fournette this year. And I bet you he catches 40 or 50 balls. Like, he can actually help you in a PPR. The wide receivers is what is big questions because you have D.D. Westbrook, which is also a punt returner, right? And what makes him so, I guess, uh, as a, anything of, of you could classify as a weapon is because he, he catches a lot of balls, short balls, and then he yep. makes plays after that. But then let's look at how it falls behind him. Marquise Lee, we don't even know where he'll be. No. We, we haven't even got to see him in this offense because he got injured so quick right yep. after getting paid. And then it drops down to your Chris Conley's, Keenan Coles, D.J. Chark, Terrell Pryor. I mean, it's not great. No, these are the guys that you have to. And then you said that the tight end position, Jeff Swamp. Like, I mean, <laughs> who can forget him? Yeah, his I mom mean. just heard him like, who? <laughs> I think I know that guy, but he sounds familiar. I don't like this this offense at all. The, the schedule is going to be tough and implicating a new type of offense is tough. It is. I'm. Honestly, outside of Leonard Fournette, I'm going to stay away from the Jags. Now, their defense, on the other hand, I think they could have a bounce-back year on defense. I definitely think you can get some value there drafting their defense. But that's about it, man. Not a very sexy team when it comes to fantasy football. Interesting thing that I looked up on their defense and I found people give up on – so, so don't be that guy that drafts defenses early, right? No, don't do be that no. guy because who the guy that does that usually grabs Jacksonville, or if you're in Houston, sometimes they'll grab the Houston because of sacks. Whatever the case may be, Chicago because of turnovers. Yep. Whatever the case may be, that guy that gets Jacksonville this year, remember this, and you're gonna laugh. You're gonna be like, Jerry, you're a fool for that. The first two games this year, they play Kansas City and they play Houston, right? Ooh. So that's not going to be so good for that guy that drafted him. He's liable to drop them then, yeah. and then you could come in and scoop them up. So s- sleep on them for week one and two, and then that guy's going to be like, man, why'd I draft him? He's going to start streaming them because he got smashed by Watson. He got smashed by Mahomes, and then here you come. Like, thank you very much. Yeah, and you don't want to have to carry two defenses on your roster, yeah. so be careful. I saw that, and I was thinking, man, that's a perfect scenario for especially the ones that stream them week to week, stream the first two weeks, and after that you come up on a steal. You're thinking, Jacksonville? So make sure that on your waiver wires you're set up as such. And as stupid as it sounds, like, Jay, you're telling me to save my waiver wire for us for Jacksonville? That's someone someone's going to – there's that guy in your league. He's going to draft them in the first 10 rounds. No, no doubt about it. It happens every year. Let's go to Tennessee. What do you think about Mariota and friends? Man, here's the thing with uh, uh, Mariota is we have kind of forget, right? Like He hurt his throwing arm week one last year. And then everything were short passes after that. You know, he missed the Texans game. He didn't even play in that one. So I think we, we have to remember that Mariota was playing hurt for most of the year. And, you know, your throwing arm is kind of a big deal when you're a quarterback. And Corey Davis, I think he could have a bounce back year this year because he's more of a downfield intermediate type of threat. And if your quarterback's not pushing the ball down the field, it's going to be hard for you to succeed. And Corey Davis, dude, you can get him in the ninth round. So I think he's a guy that you should definitely be targeting late in your draft. And he's it's funny, he's right in front of D.D. Westbrook for his ADP right now. Give me Corey Davis. I'd rather have Corey Davis. I mean, he was a top five pick in the draft. Dude's got talent. You can get him that late, take a flyer on him. If he kills you in the ninth round, no big deal. You can pick somebody else up. Do you think the addition of 
A.J. Brown, uh, Adam Humphreys, and Old Yeller returns Delaney Walker. Dude, did you see Delaney? I saw a video of him on Twitter from the other day. He looks pretty good, and he's basically free. So if you don't want to pay a third-round draft pick or a second-round draft pick for Kelsey or, or Kittle or you know Ertz, you can wait and wait and wait and wait, double-digit rounds. Grab Delaney Walker. He might come through for you. And Mariota loves throwing to the guy. Now let's talk about Derrick Henry. News is that he's been walking around in a in a boot. Yep. But they're saying it's it's just precaution that it's minor. How much recency bias when 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 guy guy or girl goes to to draft this year and then they go look at where Henry what he did at the end of that season right last season. Yep. And they say, man, he's gonna he's gonna do this again. I doubt it. I'm with you, dude. Like, what was it? Like, week 12 on, he was amazing. But before that, he was like the 30-something ranked running back. Like, he was killing you. And in PPR, he kills you even more. You'll be lucky if he catches 20 balls this year. So, I'm staying away from him. Deion Lewis is actually a guy that I would take really, really, really late and just in hope that maybe Henry gets banged up again because he could come through for you. He's not... Look, he's not great, but he is—he is—he could be a starting running back, and he catches a lot of balls. So don't sleep on him. But I'm staying away from Henry. I'm not drafting him now. In a non-PPR, he's a lot more enticing. If you're, if you're not playing PPR, Henry might do something for you. But just keep this in mind: like he has to get like 1,800 rushing yards to be like a number one running back for you because he doesn't catch the ball. I don't see him getting 1,800 rushing yards. So you know what I mean? It's that's the thing. Henry will kill you in a PPR. I'm staying far away from him. Like I said, people, people tend to look at, man, he killed it last year. Well, whenever he went on that run, he was a free agent in many leagues. Like you could have yeah. just picked him up. People weren't rolling. If you were out there and you were like, man, I've been waiting for this all year, then then you probably were out of the playoffs if he was on your roster. Exactly, exactly. And you saw that a lot last year. People said we're we're, we're pumping their chest, saying I knew it. I held on to him for a reason. Uh-huh. You held on to him. And you didn't even have a winning record. It didn't matter. So he's a guy I'm staying away from for sure. And it, what Taylor Lewan didn't he get suspended uh, for yeah, PED? How so, big is that? So gonna they be? lose their tackle for a few games. So Corey Davis and Delaney Walker are the two guys, and Deion Lewis really, really late. Those are the guys I'm interested in with the Titans. And I'll probably use Humphreys in some drafts as well. As yeah, the I, I figure he's a great pos- possession receiver, right? Yeah. And he's um, good in the slot. Mariota needs any kind of help again. He, he can get at this point without having to throw the ball deep. I'm still worried about Mariota's grip on his hand. Remember last year yeah. towards the end, that was the problem, the actual grip on the ball. And for quarterback, I think you need that. I think you need that. Remember, they added Tannehill, so they do have a backup. Who? Yeah, they do have a backup that at least has played some pro football. He's, and, and, and I say that loosely. And a hot wife. That doesn't hurt. Yeah, <laughs> you have to get that in there. Um, I guess that... Tannehill is a decent backup, I guess, because he has the experience and yeah. stuff. And how much of a drop-off is it from Mariota Tannehill? Let's be real. Yeah, here. probably not much. Not much. We have Carl on hold. We're going to get back to you. Uh, we're going to get to you on the other side. He wants to talk fantasy football. I think he was in the league last year. If I'm correct, this is the guy that uh, when he applied for the league, he said, this is why I want to be in. He said, man, I'm old school. I'm Natron Means old school. Ah. We were playing when Natron Means was still in the league. So, he uh he's a he's a money liner here with us and again if you're listening out there and you want in the money line leagues we're taking entries right now 713-780-3776 if you want those tickets to the listener party they're coming right up we're about to have that trivia soon you listen to moneyline ESPN 975 
Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Man, my man is jamming on a Sunday morning. If you're listening out there, fire up the barbecue pit. We're trying to get it going. We got our man Carl on hold, let's go ahead and jump right in. 713-780-3776 if you want to get in and call and talk fantasy football, rockets, poker. Tell me how bad I am. I don't care. That's why we do it here so we can get better together. Carl, I'm thinking this is Natron Means, Carl. And if it is, what makes you think that you are going to win the season this year? Man, I had the best team last year, Jerry. But my team was like the Astros at the end of the season. I think I lost like four of my top five guys the final week. Um, I was by far, you know, I think I was 200 points ahead of everybody for points scored for the whole year. Ooh, that's rough. I hate it when it happens like that. I hate it when it happens like that. That's why some leagues I like whenever you uh, play uh, that they pay out at least the top score, the regular season most points. Yeah, we do. You don't feel like you got ripped off. You know what I mean? Somebody always gets unlucky, right? You know, you have a bad record in the most points. It happens every year. Or what if you had Gurley last year in the playoffs going in and you're like, man, am I really going to sit him out for CJ and Sin? Like, no, 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 no. Like, but yeah. Hey, Carl, you know you're a, a money liner with us for for life, let's call it. So you are in the league. Everyone out there listening, uh, it's another chance to take your bite out of him. Yeah, did you have a question for us, Carl? Yeah, I don't know if you guys touched on it yet, but uh, DraftKings officially has their, uh, their week one lineup out. Ooh, I did not know that. Um, Carson Wentz and Dak Prescott looking uh, pretty juicy as of right now. I'm going to have to look into that. I did not know those were out yet. So uh, let me ask you one more question, and not to uh, get you to show your hand here, but let's say, Carl, you have the first pick of the 2019-20 Gal Media Moneyline Listeners League. Who is your first pick? PPR. I'm going Alvin Kamara. Nice. Nice, nice. And that's a man that plays fantasy because he says PPR. Let me go ahead and answer you like this. So, all right, man, I uh, I think I still got all your contact stuff, uh, your your information, so I will reach out to you, and uh, I'll get you all the information. I believe you told me that you live on the north side, and uh, we will be having a draft out that way, so that'll work perfect for you. That, that's cool, but you can put me in the best league. I want to be in the best league. It don't have to be the north side. I'll travel. I want to be in the best. Nice. I like to I hear like, that. I like that. If you're out there listening right now, this is the kind of fun we have. It's a, it's a little smack talk, a little fun talk, but we all try to do it together. And like I said, Carl, he he. I remember his team now because he would always send me stuff about it. I'm like, man, that team is full of stars. And to go up there and just lose like that, uh, I feel bad for you. But you get to play again, Craig. You you live again. Yeah, Carl, always another season, my man. It's almost here. Thanks for listening, bub. I appreciate the show, guys. Take it easy. All right, thanks, Carl. There you have it, guys. If you want to get in, play against us, talk some smack. We love it. We love fantasy football. We love gambling. We're going to hit the gambling stuff a lot harder, too, as we get a little closer to the season. I know we've been a little fantasy heavy, so thanks for sticking with us today with that. Quickly, we did not get to the Colts, so let's just finish the AFC South, and then uh, we're going to do a couple other things. But let's get into the Colts here. T.Y. Hilton, second, third round. That's typically where he is going right now. 
I like him. You know, he missed a couple games last year, and he still had a very nice season. He is starting to worry me a little bit, Jerry, because he's he's getting around that that thirty years of age where we start to worry about guys a little bit. But I th- I still think this year he's going to come through. I think he will he will give you some value on draft day. He's a guy where if, you know if you know he's starting, you're gonna you're gonna put him in your lineup, and you're gonna be pretty confident he's going to come through for you. You know when I'm really confident he's going to come through for me is when he plays the Texans. My lord, does he torch the Texans secondary? I mean. You could almost chalk up almost 200 yards when he plays the Texans. It's really unbelievable. Even in that playoff game, he didn't do as much as you would think because they got so far ahead, they didn't really have to keep throwing the ball, but he made some big plays early in that game. I don't feel like the Texans really got a whole lot better in the secondary this offseason, so I think T.Y. is going to have some more big, big games against Houston. T.Y. Hilton, the wide receiver number 14, started 14 games, missed those two. Only five games over 100 yards, so don't look for it on the ex, uh, the yard side ex- exactly. You know, look for it for more of the – he's 15th in total targets, 14th in receptions for wide receivers, 16.7 fantasy points per game, averages about a half a touchdown per game. So he's scoring every other game pretty much, getting in the end zone. He is, and we know Andrew Luck, he really likes to throw to his tight ends in the end zone. So – you know, that's something that you worry about a little bit. Six touchdowns for T.Y. last year, but 1,270 yards and he missed two games. Like, you know, that's still that's pretty good. So he's a guy I like. I think you can I think you can take him the second, third round. He's going to help you out. The, the, the one thing I think a lot of people are wondering about with the Colts is the tight end position, right? Because Jack Doyle should be back this year. Eric Ebron had an amazing year. Tons of touchdowns last year. I I'm not so sure he's going to be able to duplicate that. And, and here's why. When Jack Doyle was on the field, like Ebron ran half the amount of pass routes than when he wasn't on the field. So it makes me worry that Ebron's going to – his production might you know, be 50% of what it was last year if Doyle's healthy the whole year. So I'm a little worried that Ebron's being overvalued. People are expecting him to do what he did last year. But he's also a guy where some people see it like me. They think there's going to be a lot of regression. Some people think he is going to be good like he was last year. So my point of saying that is his draft value is all over the place. You know, just depending on what draft you're in, you can see him go in the sixth round. You can see him go in the ninth round. He's a hard guy to kind of target in on because there's so many different opinions on him. It's crazy, though. Who was Ebron, the target, the red zone target monster, right? Yeah. Because every time you, you you turned it on, it seemed like Ebron was running up the seam, catching a touchdown. He had a rushing touchdown last year. But Jack Doyle <laughs> now comes back, right? Yeah, that's what How I'm much is going to happen? What's going to be the drop-off there? Because when Jack Doyle and Ebron are on the, on the roster healthy, the Colts run 34% 12-man personnel, which is the second most in the league. Out of 12 personnel, that means that they throw it to both tight ends, but then you also run a lot of that formation. I see a big drop-off, and also we talked about Ebron in the red zone. He had 15 catches in the red zone. 14 were inside the 10, right? Yep. And then he had the double-digit touchdowns. Yes. But now you add Funches, which is a big, big target yeah. in the red zone. He's built like a tight end, but he's a receiver. So how much uh, how much drop-off can we expect when Funches is taking away some red zone looks? Doyle's going to take away some red zone looks. They add Paris Campbell to the mix. When you think of about the perfect offense, like if, when you want to build it, the Colts is the way that you want it to be built. From the offensive line, monsters. 
a quarterback, he speaks for himself. Two type of running backs, right? With Marlon Mack that can run in between the tackles. You have Naheem Hines that can catch the ball. Uh, uh, bootleg Sproles, let's call him, right? Yep. And then look at the type of receivers you have. The big guy, right? Running the X with Funches. You have Hilton. You can line them up anywhere. Yeah. You have more speed now with Campbell. And you have two tight ends. You do. And here's the other thing. The Colts only had 13 rushing touchdowns last year. Mm. Like as a team. You would think it'd be a lot more. So what does that tell you? Luck likes to throw the ball in the red zone. But I think what Jerry and I are saying is is he's going to mix it up. A lot of guys are going to get looks. So it's And T.Y. Hilton's never been a huge touchdown guy. So... I think he's going to spread it around. This offense is going to be very balanced. I think Marlon Mack could have a very nice year. Here's the problem with him, though. He doesn't catch the ball that much. We talked about that with with Henry, uh, with the Tennessee Titans in the last segment. And so you kind of worry a little bit about Marlon Mack because he's not going to help you much in PPR, but he's good on the ground, man. He's very good, but history of getting hurt, too. So you got to keep that in mind. One thing that sticks out with the Colts is their ability to to throw in the analytics into their schemes. And uh, analytics tells you that throwing on early downs is successful. And that's what they did. They threw the fifth most on early downs. And that's with Andrew Luck. Remember, he didn't throw a ball for 500 days. That's <laughs> that was the and that was the whole talk going into last season. Yeah. And look how many attempts he still had. Yeah. And by the end of the year, you saw how good he looked. He looks like he's back to being his old self so gotta like the Colts offense this year they're gonna be good man and we didn't even mention it or maybe we did but probably the best offensive line maybe in football yeah you know so you gotta like their offense this year they're they're gonna be good but they're gonna spread it around so it's kind of it's kind of tricky you know I think T.Y. Hilton's definitely a guy you target in the second third round and we need to talk about Andrew Luck I mean he's a top three quarterback probably this year you're gonna have to take him and maybe you know, third, fourth, fifth round, somewhere in there. So for me, I don't know about you, it, it's Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, and Andrew Luck. And I guess we can put Aaron Rodgers in that mix. Those are probably going to be the top four guys that go off early. They're going to, they should have big years. I've become a true fan of these advanced analytics. Yep. Whenever they're put into football, they tend to make a lot of sense. We wrapped up the AFC South here. And one thing for you, Texans fans, that I wanted to, to tell you here to, I learned. After a first and 10 incompletion, the three-year league average is 59% pass on second and 10, okay? Bill O'Brien, 47% pass. That's the number one most run-heavy team on second and 10. So he's ultra-conservative. He'd rather go out there and say, man, I'd rather pick up three or four yards and give give us a, a third and short rather than saying, hey, let's pass again on second down. When they do pass on second down, which is not very often, again, they're the run most, most run-heavy team on second and 10. When they do decide, they're the second best in yards per average. Watson, 8.8 yards per average per, per attempt while throwing on second down. Why cannot they not let the math play itself? Quit running on second and 10 because you had an incompletion on first down. The numbers show you that you're the second best team in that position. Let Watson do his thing. Quit playing so conservative. But it also makes you wonder, are they that successful? Because the other team knows they're so likely to run on second down that when they do actually pass, they get taken by surprise a little and bit. And that's what yeah. it is, finding mismatches. Yeah. That's all it is. That's how McVay gets, gets uh, running backs against uh, linebackers. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how you get mismatches. And uh, Bill O'Brien's got to use more analytics he's at gotta, the end of the day. He's got to trust Deshaun a little more, throw the ball on second and ten. He's got to.
He has to. And you got to trust us because we got 30 minutes left. And I got another winner. Woo! You're listening to Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. But never crossed my mind. But tonight I seen some in you. ESPN 97.5. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. 713-780-3776 at Moneyline 97.5 is where you can find us on Twitter. Just three guys in the booth trying to make you some money on a beautiful Sunday morning. Get that charcoal going. Pour up some drinks. It's never too early. We're about to turn up a little bit here because we are giving out the listener party appreciation or listener appreciation party tickets. I know that's probably what some of you have been waiting for. Like, Jerry, just quit talking about all this and I want to go drink with you guys. So here it goes. 713-780-3776. It's not going to be a specific caller number. It's going to be the first caller that can get on there and answer this trivia question on the movie Swingers. There is a scene where they are playing a video game. What star athlete is injured in that scene? There's one player in Swingers in the scene where they're playing a video game. Who is that guy that gets injured on that video game? 713-780-3776. First person to call and get it right. We'll see you August 15th. No doubt about it. Listener appreciation party. You want to come have some drinks, some food? I, man, it's going to be great. Coors Light sponsoring it. I, I believe Big City Wings. It's going to be awesome. So get your calls in, guys. Get the trivia question right. Have some drinks with the bench, the Blitz, me and Jerry, the usual suspects, Palillo, everybody. We're, we're going to do it right. We're going to have some fun. So get, get your calls in, guys. See if you can get that trivia question right. Money, baby. Money. That's why we go with Swingers. We're money line. Money, baby. You know we're money. That's why the trivia question is what it is. Now, money, 2-0 already in the over-under. I give you I give you Napoli. I give you Liverpool. I tell you, hey, the offenses, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to, they're trying to get into a rhythm before the season starts. The defenses, they're a little lazy. You know, they're saying, yep. hey, we know what we're doing back here. We're just trying to stay in form, avoid injuries. We see two goals that quick. We only need one more for the chop. 35 minutes into the game, hopefully we can get number three before halftime, and then you're sitting there free-rolling, like I said, firing up the barbecue pit, pouring up some drinks, go ahead and get it on. But it looks like here we got a few callers. i got a feeling the first one's going to get it here, Andrew, so we don't even probably have to get it. Let's go to Clay right now, and let's see if he's got the right answer. Clay, you're on Moneyline. What's going on, my man? Hello? Hey, Clay, you're on Moneyline. Hey. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, it's Wayne Gretzky. He got, got it right. It, yeah. He got it right. Now, let me ask you, and, and you can lie to us here if you want to, but did you have to Google it, or are you just an old-school guy? You're like, man, I knew, I know that answer right off the top. Man, I'm old-school, but I also have that movie recorded on my TiVo. I watch it all the time. It's awesome. But Vegas, baby, Vegas. Vegas, baby, <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> all right, well, we have a winner, everyone. Clay, get on hold. stay on hold here. We'll get your information, and we'll see you August 15th. Congratulations. I like y'all, man. I like y'all shows. Thanks, Clay. We appreciate it, man. All right. There you have it. 
boy, I thought we might have to make them work for it a little bit, but man, the phone started ringing right away. They, That's a they classic do. scene, though. That's a it classic is. scene. I was, I was talking, to, what made me think of that, I was actually, I saw Vince Vaughn in a movie yesterday, and I was thinking, man, I haven't seen him that much lately, uh, and I was thinking, man, I need to watch Swingers. Yeah, man, it's a great movie. It's a great gambling movie, too, right? Yeah, for sure. That's what made me think of it. I, and then I pulled up the, uh, my wife and really too familiar with it, so I let her watch the Wayne Gretzky scene. <laughs> I love a- when they go to Old Vegas, you know, and they, they think they're going to be high rolling in their suits, and they end up sitting next to the, the old lady with the cig hanging with the long ash and the guy in the do-rag. <laughs> <laughs> that movie's great. No, it's fantastic. All right, we got a couple more things for you. We got to get to the AFC East, right? And we also we had some funny stuff. So I don't know. What do you feel like doing here, Jerry? Let's let's uh, loosen it up a little bit right. here with uh, just some funnies and some just random talk here. Which this isn't really even funny here. Do you uh do you order delivery food? Of course, outside man. of pizza. Yeah, I do the DoorDash from time to time. Do you? Okay. Well, a survey was conducted. Fifteen hundred adults took the survey. Not very good here. 500 of them were drivers. So you got to see both sides of the equation here. And the top complaints by customers were food was not warm or fresh 17% of the time. The food delivered late 16% of the time. And incorrect orders 12%. Right? That sounds about right. the The top complaints of the other side of the equation, the drivers, was a weak tip or no tip at all 60%. Ooh. Food not ready in time at the restaurant, so they're trying to get in a hurry, and, and they're like, come on, I thought this was ready. 52% of the time, and unclear instructions by the customer in the app. So whenever they said, do you want to do anything, you forget to mention that that big dog, and then that they have to go through three gates to get there, <laughs> or that you want them to go to the back door. They sit there and just wait, and, and again, these guys are trying to get from delivery to delivery, but I don't feel bad for them, because what I'm coming to find out here is that 21% of the customers suspected that their driver stole some of their food by the looks of it. 21. <laughs> On the other side of the equation, 28% of the drivers admitted that they ate at least the food once. <laughs> 55% of them said that they were at least tempted to. Wow. So these scoundrels are out here dipping into your french fries. You know they are. My and baked potato cheddar wedges. Like, you know when you mess with those because the cheese doesn't look right. There's, you're like, what happened here? That's why I won't order drinks, really, through that stuff. Because you see, you know how people have the little doorbell cameras now? And now you see online all the time, your delivery guy is literally, like, sipping out of your soda as he's standing in front of your door delivering your food. Like, no, nah, man. I, nah, I'm not doing that. Now, another, to stick to this topic, Chance the Rapper if you guys are familiar with him, has said he has spent over $30,000 on 632 orders from delivery service apps since 2014. Whoa. Chance's first order, they have it. I mean, this is they have it on record. <laughs> it was chicken wings from Harold's Chicken Shack. He racked up 632 orders since then. 1,900 items he's ordered from 26 cities. Whoa. That guy likes some delivery, my lord. Man, that stuff adds up. It really does. Like, I, I have to kind of check myself. It's easy to rack up some money on DoorDash, man, because you got to pay the service charge and then a tip on top of that. Apparently, I'm making a mistake by tipping because from this survey, it sounds like a lot of people aren't doing much of that. The tip is in the food. Yeah. But I just don't understand the 
the process of a person saying, man, I'm just going to slide this open real quick. Yeah. Like, how many wings? Eight? Oh, nine? Oh, they had an extra. You know, like, now you have eight and a half. Or, you know, like, like it just, I don't. I don't understand the process of opening it up, grabbing somebody's food, and or taking a sip of the straw, and then just getting another straw thing and just putting it on top. Yeah, like, and I mean you're in a hurry. You know your tip a lot of time depends on how quickly you get the food to somebody, and if you're sitting there taking up time by unboxing the food and, and eating some, and then putting it back together and making it look like you didn't, you're going to be late with the delivery, and then your tip's going to suffer. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Something else that didn't make sense to me this 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 week that I came up on and sticking to food. Justin Bieber in his uh, when he goes on tour, one of his lists came out, and I was just his uh, writer is unbelievable. It's ridiculous. Just uh, as far as the food, he gets uh, five dishes per day. They're renamed after his popular songs. <laughs> of course, they are. Okay, a convoy of ten luxury sedans, two Volvo buses. For the 120 people that stay with him, so he basically has an entourage of about 120. He doesn't stay in one of those or ride in one of those sedans. He gets a Rolls Royce reserved for him. This is the Germany trip. Ten containers have to be flown in with him with items like ping pong tables, playstations. I don't see why he would take his own washing machine, but he brings a washing machine, refrigerator, a massage table. He even has arrangements to have his own jacuzzi uh, brought in. <laughs> what it? What is really going on here? Man, it's good to be Justin Bieber, I guess, man. A licensed female masseuse from uh, flown in from wherever out there in Europe. A hundred hangers. Well, he needs his hangers. He can't use those. Cans of wild bee, wild berries, and vanilla room fresheners. Hydrating lip balms. That's just a little bit of the 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 accommodations that requires to host one Justin Bieber. Oh man. And he doesn't even play any kind of swingers type music like we got right here. Well, yeah, play that a little <laughs> bit. But yeah, this is crazy to think of what these guys require. I mean, how much money goes into that? It's unbelievable. I mean, you always hear about like the Ozzy Osbourne, you know, the, the M&M jars with no brown M&Ms in there. I don't know if you had your own rider, what would you put on it? Maybe some drinks, a little bit of food. You know, that's that's probably about it for me. A bunch of drinks. Yeah, a lot yeah. of drinks. Would you roll with an entourage that big? Like, I mean, no. But you know, you got to think with Bieber. What does he have? Like a million backup dancers, and then you know all the guys that actually have to set up all the equipment. When I was backup dancing for Bieber, it was a long time ago. It wasn't that many of us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, and, that was the early days before he made it big. Yeah, the better dancers of us, the the group of us that excelled in, in the pop locking and stuff like that. We 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 had different accommodations here. Now we're let's have a quick Twitter poll here. We only have one segment. Hopefully, we could get some answers. And, at Moneyline975, or you can text us here. I want to know what you would do in this situation. You, uh, This guy says he went on Tinder just for fun, right? He said his wife went out of town, and he just wanted to know, like, nothing else, nothing grimy he was doing. He said, man, I just want to know what this is about. So he downloaded it, used it for the weekend. His wife comes back. He deletes that. Well, his wife leaves a couple weeks later, and he downloads it again. Just for just wondering, just bored. Well, this time he starts scrolling, and he scrolls into his wife's profile <laughs> Uh-oh. on Tinder. If you're in that position, your wife's out of town. You're not supposed to be on Tinder. So can you call her out, telling her, "Hey, I caught you. Do you keep this a secret? How do you go about this?" I want to know. If you're listening out there, seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Call us or text us at moneyline ninety seven five was where you can also find us on Twitter. I want to know what you would do because. I'm confused. You're listening to Moneyline, ESPN 97.5.
Till I give my money right. Ooh. I had a dream I could buy my way to heaven. When I woke, I spent that on a necklace. Ooh. I told God I'll be back in a second. Man, it's so hard not to act reckless. To whom much is You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline, 713-780-3776. We only have a few minutes. Let's jump right in. I talked about the Tinder situation that I ran across. Uh, Not mine specifically, but uh, I know a guy and a guy knows a guy. And basically... He got curious. His wife went out of town, and he said he went and started a Tinder account, deleted it once. Wife goes out of town again. He says, man, I'm still curious. Gets on there again, starts swiping, and he runs into his wife's account. What would you do? Would you tell her? Can, do you keep it a secret? I don't know, but we have a caller on the HRP listening line right now, Tyreek. You're on Moneyline. But first, before we get into that, the people need to know how many catches can we expect from you this year, Tyreek? And without pulling my arm or breaking it, <laughs> are, are, are you going to do it big this year for the Chiefs? I'm going to do it big. I'm going to do it big, no doubt. <laughs> now, let's get to what you really called for here, the Tinder situation. My man, what would you do in this situation? Okay, so, so it depends, right? So like like you said, the guy, he wasn't, he didn't have any bad intentions. So you don't want to jump out there and assume that your wife is doing something bad. So, you know, you might send send a screenshot to your friend, say, hey, I need you to send this back to me. You know, you set up a whole elaborate situation. And that way you've got a reason to go back and check with her. Ooh, that's a good plan. Now, do you yeah. believe that, though, that part of it? Like, no bad intentions? Like, how many people download the app just to say, man, I'm just going to creep around real quick? I don't know if you're <laughs> married, my man. Are you married? <laughs> No, I'm not married. I'm I'm actually I'm 20 years old. Okay, okay, I got you. Well, just imagine though, like I don't know how you explain that. Like, man, I'm curious. There, there's there's a million apps out there. Like, you better candy crush something. You better <laughs> you better ask for some lives because if you download Tinder, you got one thing in mind, and that's getting in the jammies. Look, I saw my girlfriend on Tinder. I saw my girlfriend on Tinder. I had to I had to text my friend. You know, send him a screenshot. Hey, I need to send this back to me real quick. Just so I can ask a question, like, what's going on? Ah, so you're speaking from some experience here. I like this. Yeah, I got some experience. And there's people right now riding around. If you're riding around out there and you're on the way to church and you're thinking, man, I got a Tinder account, I wonder if she's got a Tinder account. Hey, next week, give us a call early. We want to know from personal experiences, but we appreciate that, Tyree, because I don't know what I would do. I don't know if I bring it up. Uh, it's, it's a sticky situation because then you wonder – is it a fake account for my wife? Is somebody catfishing her and using her things? Right. But then you go to the account and you're like, how do they know that she likes strawberries dipped in cream? <laughs> like, how does she know? How does she know I like to rub her toes? Like, man, this is not right. But, hey, Tyreek, I appreciate you listening to us on a Sunday morning. It, and we appreciate the call, my man. Y'all guys have a good evening. Hey, thanks, Tyreek. Appreciate it, man. Man, so there you have it, guys. Tyreek dropping some knowledge on you. That's how you handle that. You have one of your buddies send you a screenshot so you act like you're not the one that stumbled upon it. Boom, then you can confront her. But, I mean, do you even want to? Do you want that answer? (laughs) She's probably just going to lie anyway. So, I don't know. But it's a funny situation. Quickly, we are running out of time. We did say we were going to get to the AFC East. So, we're going to have to do this kind of fast. 
So let, let's. What's kind of good about this is, is look, the Bills and the Dolphins. There's not a whole lot to like about these teams on offense. So we don't really have to hit them that hard. So let's just get into the good stuff. Let's talk about these Patriots. What we expect from them this year. Um, from a gambling standpoint, I'm digging them. I think they're going to be. I mean, they're a front runner every year, right? The backfield's going to be hard to figure out now. A lot of people are saying, "What does the new look offense without Gronk look like?" But he's slowly his production and market share, everything that he had with the ball, it, it was dropping. Yep. So we're not going to exactly say it's going to change too much. But what does it do for other players? What does it do for Brady? Is he a better? Or obviously, not going to be better with Gronk. But how much worse is he without him? What does it do for Edelman? Because I know Edelman goes from about eleven and a half fantasy points per game with Gronk on the field to about 17 points per game without him. Right, and Edelman dealing with a, a broken thumb right now, too. That's not what you want to see. That's not what you want to hear. And they didn't, you know, they did go out and get Harry in the draft. But, you know, usually first-round receivers, they don't do a whole lot their first year. Who knows what's going to happen with Josh Gordon, right? Like, we, we don't know if he's going to be, you know, back from suspension. And if he does come back, how long he'll be there. So I'm kind of worried about Tom this year. And without Gronk, I think it's pretty interesting. Like Tom really likes to push the ball down the field with Gronk, but with no Gronk, he doesn't. So that makes me worry a little bit. He's just going to kind of check down. I think we're going to see even more passes to the running backs, and they already do that a lot. There's just not there's not a lot there, you know, skill wise. And we've seen they're they're running the ball a whole lot more these last couple of years. Sony Michelle, his knee getting cleaned up, but it looks like he's going to be okay. Again. Again, he doesn't hardly catch any passes. So for your fantasy team, if you're in a PPR, it's going to be hard to trust him. They they draft another running back. And that has to have some kind of context to it. Yeah. Using those high picks like that for Bilicek to know maybe a little something or, or maybe a little scared just of, of, of Sony Michelle and these little scopes, like thinking, man, let me give me a plan B. No doubt about it. So I, I'm a little. I was a little bullish on Tom Brady because you can get him in like the tenth round of drafts. So that was appealing to me. But now that I know it looks like Gronk's not going to be there, Edelman with the broken thumb. I don't feel like he has a lot of good weapons to throw to. They didn't really go out and get a replacement for Gronk. Not like a big name guy or anything like that. I think it's going to be kind of a committee at tight end. I'm getting a little concerned, and we were talking about this during the break. Drew Brees and Tom Brady are a couple guys that. Yeah, I know they're Hall of Famers, but for fantasy, I'm getting a little worried. And we saw the report with Belichick earlier this week that he's afraid that Tom Brady's going to start playing to his age this year. I wonder where that came from. Yeah, Brady on outside of fantasy football, the GOAT. Yeah. Right? But on the football field, we know that 10 out of the last 12 weeks, he wasn't even a, a QB1. That means he was outside of the top 12 quarterbacks in fantasy points. It's more of the name that you think of yourself. There's no way I'm going to sit out Brady. Right. There's no way. I remember last season, I forget who called, and they said, was it Brady or Josh Allen? And we're thinking, you got to go with Josh Allen here. As, yeah. as stupid as this sounds, like what world do we live in where Josh Allen's? you're going to start him just not even thinking about it over Brady? But that's where you have come. And when you talk about the yards per attempt with Gronk, if you look at what they have outside of Gordon, which we can't really qualify him as, as being there all the time, but they don't really have no stretch guys. So when you no. have when you have Gronk, that makes the defense have to open up, allowing these little intermediate routes, letting letting him do his thing. And now that he doesn't have that, there's nobody to really fear 
Uh, Philip Dorsett, are you scared of him? No. I'm scared to have him on my team. Yeah, exactly. And you talked about Josh Allen. Let's quickly get to this division. We don't have much time left. The Bills, I'm staying away from all these guys. I'll take Josh Allen somewhere later on for his rushing abilities, but I'm staying away from him. Me too. Shady, I don't even Shady McCoy, if you get him in the 12th round or something, maybe, but that looks like a committee. Let's get to the Dolphins. Ugh. Let's get <laughs> let's get to the Jets. Yeah, you know, and then same thing. Robbie Anderson's really the only guy I'm digging there. Le'Veon Bell, I just don't want to take him that early. He scares me this year. Here's the thing to keep in mind, guys: is Adam Gase when he was with the Dolphins last year, they ran the least amount of plays in the league. So he's taking that over to the Jets, and then you're going to maybe run the least amount of plays in the league. That's not going to help Le'Veon Bell, and that's going to change it up because last year they ran the sixth fastest uh, at tempo. So now, where yeah. where does it meet? Ugh, stay away from this. This is a tough division, man. Well, that does it for us here. Let me sign off for the squad. Thank you for tuning in on another Sunday. We're one week closer to football. By the next time we talk, we'll have seen the Hall of Fame game. Yeah. So signing off for the squad, Andrew Carlson, Josh Jordan, and your boy Jerry Bonos. Peace. ESPN 97.5. 97.5.